Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's up, the anchor mission to enter the mothership, brother? Ever heard a sports talk show like this before? Didn't think so. What's going on, dirty, dirty? It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, brother? Oh, we're feeling good. I'm doing great. I've got one question, one question only. How you doing? Well, I feel good, and I'm doing well. That's really great to hear. Thanks again for being with us. Andrew Bogish in for DA on a Trash Tuesday here on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, Sirius XM, Channel 158, plus WatchDA.com, YouTube, and Twitch. Three hours down, one left for us on this Tuesday. Before we're done, your epic fail, advanced analytics. I don't think I even mentioned what our poll question was or is today. It is at CBS Sports Radio. And it is based off of my trash, where I trashed people who were going to the Barbie movie in Barbie gear. So the question of the morning is, have you ever worn a costume to a movie theater? And so far, so good. I'm proud of you guys for the way you've answered that question. But I guess there's still time for a rally in the other direction. But fingers crossed, this remains the route that it currently is. Because that is exactly what I wanted to hear. But that trash led to Pete trashing the length of movies, which has led us to a completely different thread of Pete can't stand three-hour movies, but he watches three-hour wrestling events. Then it was pointed out that we have a four-hour daily radio show we would like you to hear and listen and watch to every day, which is much different than a three-hour movie. In our defense, we're okay if you don't listen all the time. We assume that you don't listen start to finish. I'm not. We get it. You're in. You're out. You got to get to work at some point. Kids go to school or you're coming home from work. We get it. That's fine. That's where the podcasting is from. That's why our website exists. Even if you miss a day or two, we can forgive you. But we know we're asking a lot. So we appreciate you showing up and always being here with us. And hopefully uh, we're doing our best to get you through whatever you got going on on a particular day. Uh, we, we're all a little nervous around here because you know some of us love the Mets and David Wright's in the building. Some other of us auditioned for Sean's job and the rumors remain that David Wright's here for that. And... I don't care where you worked before here, what your Rolodex is like, but I I know it ain't Carlos with a gold glove. It ain't Carlos with a silver slugger. I know that. So it's tough competition if you're going up against David Wright. So there's some some dicey moments right here early on a Tuesday morning around the CBS Sports Radio compound. Uh, Don't forget as well that DA has got you on Jim Rome 
noon to 3 Eastern here on CBS Sports Radio and the CBS Sports uh, Network as well. But I said this going to break last hour. This probably snuck up on you. Maybe I'm introducing you to it for the first time right now. Uh, But we are about to have a FIBA Men's Basketball World Cup. It's in the Philippines. It's in Japan. It might be in parts of Malaysia as well. It's that general kind of Southeast Asia, you know, Pacific area. And Team USA is just about finishing up. In fact, last night finished up their home base prep for this event. They played Puerto Rico last night. They played well. They won easily as they work out some lineup kinks with Steve Kerr. I believe they play Luca and Slovenia in Spain over the weekend. And then they head to that Southeast Asian region for the actual games that begin, I want to say, August 26th, the end of the end of this month. Now, there's been a couple of stories pop up about this. There was one recently about Cade Cunningham, the young Pistons star, who's an up-and-coming player in the NBA for sure, that he had been tearing it up in practices. If, if you remember when USA Basketball preps for an event like this, they've got the team, and then they think they call it the select team. It's like the B team, younger guys, maybe guys they want to be in the mix down the road. They come in, they play you in practice, they help you get ready, the real team, to go in the tournament. And Cade Cunningham had been playing really well for that USA Select team. Why are you not on the big team? Apparently he was invited to the big team, but he's coming off of shin surgery, and he's not fully where he needs to be physically didn't think it would be right to return, maybe not at full strength for this team. Limited roster spots, limited prep time, limited game action. So he was happy to be just on the select team. That was one of the things that popped up. The other day they played another kind of tune-up game, and USA Basketball shared a video of guys walking off the bus into the gym, and I think I knew every fourth player. It's just not a marquee list of guys. It's, you know, Cam Jansen's on it, Mikhail Bridges, Tyrese Halliburton, But, like, Kevin Durant watched this game last night in Vegas. He's not participating. We're kind of down to, like, second, third-level NBA stars, which brings us to Trey Young, who certainly is closer to a first-level NBA star than second or third. But Trey Young is not on this roster. Trey Young was recently on the Gilbert Arenas podcast, and I think we've got a clip of the two of them going back and forth here. Um, Gil, not necessarily kind to the team, and it's Trey Young making the case for Trey Young to be on this team. You see that list, man, they got, man, oh, sorry-ass group. Like, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm happy for the people who make it, right? It's, it's cool. Like, you know, it's cool, it's cool for some of the guys who got there that I don't know, right? That don't, some of them probably don't even start on their team. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. want to look at it. Because it's embarrassing sometimes where, like, you have star play who's really stars that do want to participate, and you just automatically just say, yeah, he's not going to fit our style. How do you know if he's going to fit the style or not? You didn't get a man a chance. Or you don't even give a play. Like, there's, there's a reason there's a tryout. Invite us all and let us show you that we can adapt. We're, like, we didn't get to this level because we didn't adapt. We adapted yeah. very well. So don't judge me how I'm playing on my team. Like, my team, this is how I'm playing. Let me show you what I can do around other players. Just give me the shot, but it should be so crooked. So that's Gilbert Arenas talking about um, 
and Trey Young talking about Trey Young not being on this team. And it is an interesting group of guys. Here's the list, just so you have it in mind, I guess. Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Ingram, Mikael Bridges, Anthony Edwards of the T-Wolves, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Cam Johnson, Paolo Bancaro, Walker Kessler, Josh Hart, Austin Reeves, and Bobby Portis. So it is not a who's who of NBA stars, that's for sure. At face value, there seems to be a spot for Trey Young. And Trey Young goes on in this in this podcast interview to say, like, I flat out, he wanted to be on the team. He wanted to show off his ability to fit in with a group, to be a passer, a facilitator, to not have to be the lead guy because there are other lead guys there. And he's probably right in that there should be a place for him on this team. You know, Jalen Brunson, Halliburton, those are the point guards on the roster in front of him. Jalen Brunson had a really good year for the Knicks after a really good year for the Mavericks. It's a nice story locally here. There's a lot of Jalen Brunson talk. So at times it's overwhelming how much love there is for Jalen Brunson. He's certainly not as good as Knicks fans want you to, to believe that he is, but he's a good player. Halliburton was an all-star, but there's only four all-stars on this team. Nobody's been an all-NBA selection, and Trey Young has been. And Trey Young averages a double-double, well over 20 points, plus 10 assists. Like, Trey Young seems to be helpful here. So he's got a gripe. The bigger thing is, and we've had this conversation more than once, it's not a long list of people that like Trey Young. I mean, there have been valid conversations about whether they needed to trade him out of Atlanta and reset things and have a different dynamic there. Whether or not he's gotten a coach or two fired is is up for debate. And USA Basketball, this is not new. I mean, this goes back basically to the Dream Team. It's It's, you know... It's like a buddy club. It's definitely a click. And there are definitely a good list and a bad list and guys who are going to get the benefit of the doubt and guys who are never going to get a call. And Trey Young is on the bad list. He's on the naughty list. He's just not on their radar. Now, people have also pushed back to Trey Young saying how many other point guards they would take over Trey Young. And I think that's going too far in the other direction and letting maybe what you think about Trey personally or whatever kind of shade your judgment. Trey Young should be on this team. At some point, maybe he's not on the team, the next Olympic team, the next time the full-fledged guys are together. He's not on that roster, but he should be on this one. And he should be one of the lead guys on this one. And maybe he should get a chance to show off that he's not as terrible as some people want us to believe that he is. But, but... That's the problem right now for Trey Young, his reputation. Whatever is real about that, whatever is exaggerated about that, it's what his reality is, is that people don't think he's a winner, that he's not maybe the best teammate, that the Hawks would have been better off moving away from him, that they're not going to have ultimate success with him being the lead guy. That's what he's fighting against here. It's not surprising that USA Basketball maybe didn't even think about going to Trey Young here because he just doesn't fit what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, we're going to take a break for a second, reset a couple of things. Still a lot to do here, but an early break to make sure we're on time the rest of the hour. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. The only radio show where listeners are invited to their childhood homes. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. 
Welcome back to the DA Show on this Tuesday morning. Andrew Bogish in for DA. If you're watching, watch DA.com or YouTube or Twitch. You see we've got a special guest in the studio. We mentioned that he was in the building. We were wondering why former Mets third baseman David Wright was here. He's here for a really good reason, which we'll get to in just a second. But just for final confirmation, we actually have an open job on the show. My assumption is you are not here to interview to be our new producer, correct? Well, what's the problem just walking in and hanging out? Like, is it just weird if I just walk through the front door and just want to hang out for an hour or so? Well, you're talking to a guy who accidentally <laughs> smartly wore his 1986 Mets shirt today, and the guy in there in the blue uh, pullover loves the Mets more than me. So if you want to come by whenever you want, you can just take my I- okay. my ID there we go. and come in and as you Perfect. want. Perfect. But again, this is Mets third baseman David Wright to my right uh, on this Tuesday morning. Now, two days from now at City Field, the home of the Mets, the Battle of the Badges, the NYPD versus the FDNY, police officers, firefighters, baseball game. I know the hockey game really well. That thing gets nasty. I assume they'll behave themselves on Thursday, but what a great cause to be connected to, I'm sure. So I'm hosting the game. I'm hoping to not have to be a referee or breaking up fights during the game. (laughs) So hopefully we can keep it a little more uh, G-rated compared to the hockey game. But yeah, just a incredible cause. A portion of the proceeds of both the tickets and food and beverage are going to some tremendous causes. So uh, my father was a police officer in Norfolk, Virginia for over 30 years. Um, I grew up, uh, I still, uh, you know, idolize the men and women that put the uniform on and risk their lives every day for us. So um, when the Mets approached me about hosting uh, you know, this charity baseball game. Um, I said, sign me up and I will make myself available. Now, would police officer been plan B if baseball didn't work out for you? I'm not sure. My dad probably wouldn't have wanted that, but mm-hmm. that definitely would have been uh, on the short list for sure. So the hockey game here in New York has sold out Madison Square Garden, the arena where the Islanders play now, I think, hosted it this past mm-hmm. year. What what are ticket sales looking like for Thursday at, at City Field? Pretty good. I think yeah. what the goal is to uh, sell the lower bowl, okay. which is obviously a lot of tickets. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when 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 I heard about this, I said, I, I, I have to, you know, this is – the things that, that that I'm passionate about, and just to be able to take my kids, uh, I, I brought the kids from California, uh, my wife, uh, the Mets invited my mom and dad. Um, I have a brother coming up for it, just to be on the field and, and shake these uh, men and women's hands and say thank you. Uh, you can't go a day without, especially in New York, without picking up a paper, reading the news, and seeing some heroic act that a police officer, a firefighter, did the day before. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited and, again, can't wait to just go shake their hands. Have you scouted the rosters yet? Do we know who's involved in this game? Are there any ringers in this one? So I didn't I, – I did some research, and uh, the, the series is 12-12, to 12, which is amazing. So okay. this is the 25th game. Um, the police won last year. Um, but from what I understand, a lot of the players on both sides played college baseball, uh, played a little minor league baseball. So I'm hoping that I can kind of do as I say and not – you know, no one asked me to demonstrate because I haven't picked up a bat in five or six years, and I'm sure that these guys could uh, run circles around me right now. So I'm excited to be a part of it. Now, for those who don't know, your career ended for for health reasons, mm-hmm. and I feel like whenever you've come back to New York and you've been on TV here locally, I don't feel like I always miss the question of how are you doing? Are you like day to day? Are you are you good? Yeah, I have to stay on top of it, especially my my back and my neck. Um, but you know, like this morning, I got up, I, I did a 45 minute routine for my back, and um, you know, I think it helps physically, but just as important, I think it helps mentally. Like, okay, I've, I've done the work, you know, I'm prepared for the day and I should be, you know, as pain-free as possible. So, you know, there's some days where are just crappy days where I just have to be smart about what I do. But f- the majority of the days is, you know, I can play with the kids. I can, 
you know, throw them around. Uh, my oldest one's getting a little big to be picking up, but um, <laughs> for the most part, I, I can uh, just be a normal dad and, and, and go do my thing. Are we a Little League softball dad yet? What's going I on am there? A, all right, so let's see. This uh, spring, no, what are we going to do? This fall, uh, my oldest plays soccer, so I coach that team. Um, my middle girl um, plays soccer and baseball. I do not coach the soccer team, but I coach the baseball team. Okay. Or the Mets. Okay. Uh, it's the all. It's the only all-girls pony team uh, in the league. All right. And we beat up on the boys. Nice. Uh, and then my youngest is just, he's two and a half. He's a sports nut, so he all he wants to do is take batting practice and shoot baskets and play soccer all day. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty cool mix, um, but they, they love sports. Um, is there, in Southern California, are you just David, or do people know who you are when you're coaching their daughter in, in pony ball? Yes and no. Um, I told, told a story a, a couple years ago where my oldest daughter's first year in T-ball, um, the first game I'm the coach, I don't know what to do. I get there early. I didn't know if I had to line the field or put the bases out or whatever, and the other coach comes up to me and kind of says, hey, you know, this is uh, – you know, this isn't my first rodeo, just follow along. And I said, okay, great. And they went on to say that, uh, you know, they played college baseball and, uh, you know, that they were a pretty good baseball player. And I was like, oh, that's great. And they asked me if I had ever played. And I said, I dabbled. <laughs> I said, I dabbled a little bit. And it, you know, they were like, okay, great. Just follow my lead. And I said, I will follow your lead. So that's oh. uh, so pretty uh, under the radar, I'd say. When did he find out who you were? I'm not sure if, if he has yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. But he did a good job. I followed his lead and now I know. You know, I have to, when we're the first game on Saturday, I have to be there early. I have to line the field. I have to put the bases in. Somebody's got to volunteer for the snack stand. Yeah. So, you know, these are the big, big decisions that are made on a weekly basis. And then it goes fast. Like, I do, we, yeah. I just graduated with my nine-year-old into, like, travel games mm-hmm. now. There's now there's bat rules. Mm-hmm. There's angry parents. There's yeah. bad umpires. There's not concession stands. You're not there's... one of these dads that yells at the umpire from the stands, are you? No, but I have been a dad that has calmed other dads there down for the like umpire. That. Okay. Yeah, I was not prepared. And look, you can see me now. I'm not prepared to calm <laughs> most people down. So it was danger for me to step in between, but... I guess somebody had to do it because things were a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I, you know, I see that and I chuckle, and maybe it's just because I remember my dad was always at the top of the bleachers, would eat a bag of sunflower seeds, not say a word, and you know, I, I appreciate that this day because I see some of the parents and it's a little extreme. Yeah, I'm more the guy that if my son ever got really good at it, I'd be the guy that couldn't watch him play. Is that right? That I had to like be out in the concourse uh-huh. or on the parking lot. Just it's just too it's too stressful. I could see that because I'm not quite there yet because, uh, you know, we're still doing seven and five-year-old soccer. But um, the excitement that I got when my seven-year-old scored her first goal in soccer and the look on her face, like I almost started tearing up on the sidelines. It's just really, really neat feeling as a parent. Uh, I'm not kidding that I definitely had a tear roll down my, my cheek in this uh, in the spring, our first real travel game. My kid hit a like a two-run double and go. got the second base, and he's pumping his fist, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Because yes. like, people tell you about it, but you're uh, not prepared for everything that you've ever felt about yourself uh-huh. being so exponentially more real when they do something amazing. It's crazy. I bet. It's I crazy. Bet. Uh, Master baseman David Wright is with us here this morning, two days ahead of the FDNY and NYPD playing a great baseball game at Cindy Field. I hope wherever you're listening in this country that your town, city, whatever, does something like this. It's such a great event. These men and women deserve the extra attention uh, and a a chance to do something different and fun on a big stage like a professional baseball stadium. Um, As far as the the current Mets go, it is not great. Um, 
And I would think in comparison, I'm trying to remember, I mean, not every Mets season for you was great. Finishing a bad season in baseball has to be worse than every other sport because there's no break. Just every day going back to the park and things aren't going your way. It's got to be tough. Not fun. Not fun at all. Um, I will say this, though, and, you know, I might be in the minority, but, you know, kudos to the organization for pivoting as quickly as they did and knowing that, uh, I'm not knowing, but looking at the percentages and, hey, if we're not going to make a run in the playoffs this year, let's, you know, try to build for next year or the year after. So, um, you know, to eat that much money to get better players in return, um, you know, I'm excited about the future. And I also, I, I tend to view things through the lens of a younger player. So, you know, when I when I heard about this happening, you know, I immediately thought about Vientos and Beatty and Mauricio and some of the younger players that we have on on the team or that will be on the team, um, you know, it gives them an opportunity to showcase themselves and be part of the solution moving forward. When I got the call up um, and I was given the opportunity to man third base and show what I had, you know, I looked at it as an opportunity and, and hey, I'm going to be the reason why they don't have to shop for a third baseman this offseason. And that was the attitude that I had. So I, I look at what happened and I look at it as a bonus to be able to see what these young guys have and see if they're going to be you know, they could fill these roles internally or they're going to have to go externally to fill, fill these roles because I think they're going to be good in a few years, especially with some of these younger players that they acquired. Um, you're clearly a, a humble guy. Do you remember when you were sitting in AAA were you, when they called and said you're going up? Were you, it's about time I'm ready or, oh, I guess I'm ready, here we go? I don't think you're ever ready, you know, especially in New York. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, there was whispers all the time. You know, I got... I had a great start in double A. I got called up to triple A, which was my hometown. Uh, right, that was Norfolk back yep, then still, right? Sp- spent a month there. And I remember, you know, I was always one of the last ones to leave just because I took my time showering and eating and changing. And, you know, I remember John Stearns was my manager, came in, bad dude. And, and he came in and you know, wanted to talk to me. We had these little chats every now and then about what I did right, what I did wrong, how I could be better. And he told me I was getting caught up in just the flood of emotions. Like, But a lot of it was probably more you know, am I ready? Like kind of questioning that. So, uh, for sure. Where are you on the the game as a whole right now with pitch clocks and all that kind of stuff? Do you think the game's in a good spot? I like watching it, uh, from a fan's perspective now. I mean, I think there's more action, uh, you know, it's more exciting. And I think they, they did a really good job, uh, as far as, uh, keeping the younger audience interested in shaving off, you know, whatever it's been 20, 25 minutes to the game. Um, so I, I enjoy watching it. There's also, a remarkable amount of like the super athletic players doing things that you could never dream of. I mean, it's just, I, I think the game's in a great spot. I think uh, for all the crap we've given the commissioner and mm-hmm. headquarters, they've made a couple of good decisions here and teams have found players that seem to be really unique, special talents. I think the game's in a really good spot. Yeah. And I think uh, the athleticism, certainly I agree with that 1000%. I mean, we are seeing some guys <laughs> do stuff on the baseball field that uh, I've never seen before. Well, and like, you know, I say this politely, you're not a big guy. You play next to Jose Reyes, not a big guy. And then now we've got O'Neill Cruz at 6'7", yeah. playing shortstop and third base. It doesn't make sense. Stealing home, right. you know, stealing all sorts of stuff. So that's something, that's a tool I didn't have in the bag when I played. So uh, kudos to him. Yeah. When was the last time you pitched and hit in a game like Otani? Um, I don't know if I ever was allowed to pitch. So okay. not even Little League. Really? Yeah. Although that was a dad decision, one, or no? One, no, I wasn't good. Okay. Um, one of the All Star games, I was next to pitch. It might have been the extra inning game at the old Yankee Stadium that I would have been next to pitch, and that was they started changing all the rules after that. But so you almost made your pitching debut, debut in an All Star game. game. Okay. Yes. 
<laughs> it sounds like you're qualified to coach Little League in Southern California. Uh, David Wright, one more time, Thursday night here in New York, if you're in the area uh, and you're not already going, you should go there. NYPD versus the FDNY, the Battle of the Badges. Uh, it's the 25th meeting all time, as David said. They've split the first 24. It's a great event. And if you're not in the New York area and this doesn't happen by you, start making it happen by you because these are absolutely great events. David, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate it. And please, the door the door is open. So travel cross country and come visit us whenever you want. Perfect. And I'll uh, have my application ready for that job. Awesome. Uh, thanks again to former Mets third baseman David Wright. Headlines now. Here's Peter Schwartz. All right, Bogues. And hello, David. Uh, this report sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We'll start with baseball. Our first stop is Chicago, where the White Sox beat the Yankees 5-1. to one. Yankees manager Aaron Boone ejected for the sixth time this season after arguing balls and strikes with home plate umpire Laz Diaz. Blake Glaber's first at bat, like, he, he ends up walking on, you know, what I felt like was about six balls, and it just continued all night. So, but look, it, it, it's on us to still break through, and we had our chances tonight. So it's, you know, it's not about the umpiring. It's, we got to capitalize. It was the 31st ejection of Boone's career. Now to Oakland. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on, a ground ball over the mound. Backhanded by Geloff. He throws home, and it's way late. And the Rangers take the lead. That was the call on Rangers Radio. Rangers beat the A's 5-3. Texas has won seven games in a row, their longest winning streak in over five years. Now to Anaheim, and quite the ninth inning for the Giants. The set, the pitch. Swing, and there's a liner along the left field line, quickly in and diving, and he can't get to it, and it goes by him. Richick has butchered that play. Sable scores around third Davis to throw home. Swing! He scores standing up. It's a double for Bailey, and the Giants have gone ahead 4-3. to three. That was John Miller on Giants Radio, a six-run ninth for the Giants. They beat the Angels. Eight to three. Elsewhere, you had the Red Sox over the Royals six to two. Pablo Reyes with a walk-off grand slam. Pete Alonso, two homers, six RBI. The Mets beat the Cubs 11-2. The Brewers pound the Rockies 12-1. Blue Jays over the Guardians 3-1. The Pirates use a six-run third to beat the Braves 7-6. Nationals, Phillies washed out. They'll play a doubleheader today. Mookie Betts with a grand slam and the Dodgers 13-7 win over the Padres. Twins top the Tigers 9-3, and the Reds snap a six-game skid, beat the Marlins 5-2. From football, the Patriots reportedly going to sign pass rusher Trey Flowers. The Lions to reportedly sign free agent quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Basketball yesterday, a warm-up for the World Cup. The USA beat Puerto Rico 117-74 in Las Vegas. Jalen Brunson led the way with 11 points and 12 rebounds. And now, folks, it is time to get stunned. I'm listening. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Now we all sometimes have had our issues flying. Flying is not the easiest thing in the world to navigate through, especially when you're traveling with children. I mean, you know, you know the deal with this. So the littlest thing that can 
throw off a flight and delay and make you have to sit on that airplane on the tarmac any longer than you have to really would annoy you, right? Yes. I would think so, right? So delayed passengers get upset after a bear escapes from a crate in cargo and it held up an Iraqi plane in Dubai. Iraq's prime minister has ordered an investigation into how a bear escaped from its crate in the cargo hold of an Iraqi aircraft as it was due to depart from the Dubai airport, leaving passengers disgruntled over the delay and causing a stir on social media. Iraqi Airways said it wasn't to blame for the bear's escape and that the aircraft's crew worked with authorities, the United Arab Emirates, which dispatched specialists to sedate the animal mm. and remove it from the plane. Could you imagine you're waiting for service, peanuts, drink, maybe a cocktail, and all of a sudden, a bear escapes from the cargo. So the bear is loose still in the cargo hold of the plane? Yeah. yeah. So it's not like they could have just taken off without the bear. The bear right. is loose the bear is in loose. the plane. Absolutely. And they had to bring in these people to sedate the bear. Um, the procedures to transport the bear were carried out in accordance with with the law and with procedures and standards provided by the International Air Transport Association. The airline said the bear was being flown from Baghdad to Dubai, but the person speaking on the video clip made the social media round suggested otherwise, saying the aircraft was an hour late for its trip to Baghdad and the passengers were being asked to disembark until the issue was resolved. Now, I don't know about anybody else. I, I need to know if I'm flying if there's a, a giant bear before I even step foot on that airplane. Slippery slope. I, I think it's safe to say we're mostly unaware of the things that get put in the cargo hold of planes that are underneath us. We're flying to places. A bear might be the least of our concerns. Yeah, but I just, you know, I know I'm I'm a big guy. And I, I, I don't know if I could tackle a bear. <laughs> I thought I you were going to say I've been confused I, for I a bear. I don't like, I don't like bees. I don't like anything that, there's certain things that would scare the bejeebies out of me. Yeah. I think getting on an airplane and so, trying to settle in for a flight and then seeing a bear, I, I I don't know if I would do well with that. I don't know. Do I want to be on the bear plane that got delayed in Dubai? Is that a good, is that a story I want for the rest of my life? Where Bears I just want to get... over snakes. Bear, Definitely. Well, snakes on a plane, that's a whole movie. Uh, yeah. 100%. Documentary. Like that, you can't happen. I mean, the bear's not going to slither through the luggage compartment. You know that. But a snake could. So Ryan's correct on that. Yeah, but I just, I don't know, I feel, I know snakes are bad. I feel I can probably do some damage to a snake if I had to. But I don't know, I don't know if All I right. could wrestle with a bear. Well, you're back on Thursday. That's plenty of time for us to get a snake and or a bear, and we'll see what happens. I really would prefer neither one, to be okay. honest with you. Well, the bear will eat the luggage I mean, department. That's true. You know what? I, I can't say anything, because I promise, I promise to zip my mouth about certain things and I'm not going to go there. I don't know, like, how how safe, if the bear's in the cargo hold, right, There's how would he get, or she, how would Hank the Tank get through to the main cabin? Oh, it's very easy. Probably just punch, punch with his claw. Punch, kick, climb, anything. Bite, But eat. where's he climbing through? Where's the, where's the weakness point? There's always like a, a hatch, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, but I think even that's different than where the luggage is. Like, there is the floor thing at the beginning, but I think that's, like, where you go for mechanical stuff, and that's just big enough for a human. A bear's not squeezing through there 
to get up. So well, I think if the we're bear safe. gets out of the cage, I don't think there's any doubt that the bear could get wherever the hell he wants to in an airplane. Oh, I would disagree. I think it's a really tough, that's a tough accomplishment for the bear to get out of the cargo hold up into the main cabin. Well, From my very novice knowledge of plane infrastructure. What about the other way? What about... If we end up down there by accident? No, no, he ends up out of the plane. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> well, then I don't... So, well, then I wouldn't be concerned about it because I'd be on the plane the bear wouldn't. There's a lot of alternates to this story. There's Dumbo Drop, where they're dropping elephants out of planes. There's snakes on a plane. We've got cocaine bear. There's, there's plenty of ways to, to combine all of these genres here. I, I would prefer not to be on, on that plane. But I do think in general, this is a question that we don't want the answer to. What's also on planes when we're flying to vacation? Yeah. Definitely no. mail, packages, and now we're throwing now we're throwing animals underneath there. There's definitely a whole slew of animals. It, it, it's a, it's you get a, a little mini zoo down there? Ace Ventura's down there. It is cold <laughs> in that place, that part of the plane, though, right? Yeah. I think that would limit who you can put down there. I think now... Going forward, as my family, we plan our, our next vacation, whatever that might be, I, I think there has to be the question asked when, you, when you're booking the flight, is there going to be a bear, <laughs> is there a bear? on this flight? I need to know. That's a, I think that's a fair question. Yeah. There's, there's a... Ch- <laughs> you go online and it's like, you pick window seat, <laughs> sit above the bear or on the other side of the plane. Right. It has the Wing- logo. It has the logo of the bear. It doesn't have like bear. <laughs> this is a bear-free flight. <laughs> Wing seat, bear seat. Are you capable, physically capable of handling your duties as the bear seat person? If it's not, a we'll suit move of you. Armor. Yeah. Complimentary bear spray. Yeah. I, I would just think that the, the flight attendants would have to bear down and just take care of business. And that's our cue to go. <laughs> Thanks to Pete for stunning to a news, uh, but really, I mean, second fiddle to David Wright becoming our new best friend. I don't know other, any other way to dissect that conversation. I don't think uh-huh. he wanted to leave. And he, and he didn't deny the fact that he could, he could apply for the job. Well, he, he didn't dismiss it out of hand, and then he did a callback at the end. I'll get that resume in as he was, he's interested. That's right. I, I, go, just go to our, uh, the Odyssey database. He gave Schwartz <laughs> a little pat on the back on the way out. He walked, now, this is, what a gentleman. And I'm like over here like blushing. We walk out. I leave the studio with him. He walks past the door into the Pete portion of the studio, turns around and goes back to the door and gives a Pete gives Pete the goodbye sign. We're confirming times for the interview. I, I mean, Two o'clock. He knows who already who to butter up. On, I mean on a Zoom. I'm I'm smitten. Already was. What a great what a great dude. And he's past it now. I think he's forty or forty one. He's only a little bit older than me. Um, I mean, I'm a little younger than me. So he probably would be retired anyway at this point in his life. But, man, does it suck when really good players can't decide that it can be over. Uh, and David has like a, has a spinal issue that made it dangerous. And really, if you don't remember, when he was trying to play for the last time, getting ready to play was like an hours-long process to stretch out and whatever. And that was the problem, really. It just was not logistically possible to keep being a major league player. And, like, if he was going to play or not going to play, it was a daily decision. It just, it's, he was a great Met. Could have been an all-time player. Just didn't get a chance to go out on his own terms, and that sucks. Sometimes it's helpful because guys don't know when to call it quits. But in general, when you're young and you have plenty of years left, and all of a sudden, it just like that, the end is there, that's terrible. It's the equivalent in the, in the uh, tri-state area of Mattingly 
when uh, you know he had to go yeah. out because of the back injury. Yep. Uh, you know you hate when athletes have to leave the sport because of an injury when they're far removed from when they should be leaving the sport. We've got an historic epic fail today, meaning going back in history, not an all-time new one today. Plus uh, a few more of your trash Tuesdays, advanced analytics, all the good stuff to close out a Tuesday on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Today's poll question was, after I trash people for dressing up as Barbie to go see the Barbie movie, have you ever worn a costume to a movie theater? 71 of you voted, and thank the good whatever, 93% of you 71 voters said no. They have not worn a costume to a movie theater. Thank you for being on the right side of sanity. Now, advanced analytics would tell you that the cowardly lion costume from The Wizard of Oz was actually made from two lion skins. It weighed over 90 pounds. So he might have been cowardly, but he was in shape by the end of that movie, carrying around 90 pounds of lion skin. William Shatner was the inspiration behind Michael Myers' mask in Halloween? Yeah, very bad. It was very, very badly made, but it looks the same if you look at it. Robert De Niro in The Untouchables actually hired Al Capone's tailors to make his suits for the movie. And Ryan Botcher did dress up as Ken for his viewing of the Barbie movie. Is that true? <laughs> yes. I wore a, a Hawaiian shirt, a pink shirt, and then like cargo shorts. So it wasn't like a full costume. It was in theme. It was almost a regular costume. A regular Yeah, it's my like average wardrobe. Friday. Right. So... I should admit this at least, I guess, if you're going to admit that. Now, I did not see Barbie at all. I did not go to Barbie in any kind of costume. I will not go again dressed as Donatello when I see Ninja Turtles soon. Leonardo, maybe. <laughs> I guess. Or Splinter. But I will admit that I did yesterday. I, I came across an <laughs> a workout on uh, an Instagram video. It was like, save this and whatever. It was like a 20-minute uh, core cardio workout, and it was inspired by the workout 
that Ryan Gosling did to be Ken in the Barbie movie. So you want to be him. So I want, I do want to look like him, I guess, in terms of six-pack abs, not anything else. The hair is pretty nice. The hair is nice. That is true. His, he's also a handsome man. I can, I can happily and easily admit that. And if I look, if I get a pack, let alone six-pack abs off this workout, then more power to Ryan Gosling. You'll be shocked to hear this, but the Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. They're members of the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Here's the real shocker. Your Defensive Player of the Week is Brewers pitcher Freddie Peralta taking matters into his own hands last night. He said, hey, defense, you suck. I'm going to keep as many balls away from you as possible. Peralta dominated the Colorado Rockies 13 Ks over seven innings while allowing just one hit. Milwaukee holds a game and a half lead over Joey Votto and the Reds in the NL Central. We're going back in time for today's epic fail. It was originally presented to me as from 2001. I assumed maybe it was... Ryan Botcher's birth, because we learned today <laughs> that he was born Exclusive. in the year 2001. But no, actually, it's 2021, and it is simultaneously a throwback tra- uh, epic fail. But it's also maybe the origin story of Pete versus. This is Pete versus me and weather people from 2021. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. We had a storm, uh, Hurricane Henry, Henry, or whatever. They- Henri. 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 Yes. It's more sophisticated. <laughs> and, you know, we were hearing about it all weekend, about how it could hit Long Island. It hit Rhode Island, but, you know, it, it was going to hit Long Island. It was going to hit right over Bob's Bar. It was going to do all this stuff. Yeah. And then it ended up turning toward Rhode Island. How do we not have the technology with all these Dopplers and all these radars? How do we not have the technology that tells you exactly what's going to happen with said storm? They were beyond gutless. I don't get it. We have we have technology on our phones. We have technology everywhere you can find it. We can't get the technology for this. Get them out. Totally fair. And with this system, you got this guy buying rope and tying down his bar. <laughs> I got so much rope. You guys... You guys are so wrong on this. It's DA's Dojo of Death. You're so wrong Uh-oh. on this. But tell I will us how we're wrong. other people until my last day on this planet. Oh You're asking them to know in advance perfectly where miles and miles and miles of clouds and energy and rain and wind is going to go. Vocal combat. I'm not saying that. bumping them. into other big features. <laughs> but no, but you are. You, no, wanna, you said exactly no, that. You said, I want to know no, where I'm it's not. going. Finish him. No, I'm not. I'm saying the technology. I'm not saying them. I'm saying the technology. Why haven't we invented something that can tell us that? We have we all did. these Dopplers. We invented technology that told us it was going to... Two days before that, it was spinning off the Florida coast, and they said it's coming generally up here, so right. be ready in Long Island, okay. Rhode Island, and Massachusetts, I'm and running, that's exactly I'm, what it did. It came up looking, the entire coast of America. I'm running around looking for a generator specialist. That, there's none of them out there. Well done, warrior. And 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 nothing. Well, happened. that's your fault. That's not Mr. G's fault. That definitely Mr. Mr. G's fault. Mr. And his G. radar. <laughs> Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. I won that day, and I still win again today.
No, you didn't. Your whole argument was defeated when you called it Hurricane Henry. Well, have, have, a, have, a, have a different name for it then. One I can pronounce. You can't. I mean, we're not good at French on this show based on Ui Ui and Je ne sais quoi and whatnot. Well, why do we have French names then for hurricanes? I mean, why do we have names, period? Right. For storms. Hurricane One. That's, you know what? Correct. Right. Let's just number these bad boys. That's right. Hurricane 75. But I remember that now. I came home from my summer uh, vacation a day early to prepare for Henri, and it was just by us. It was just a windstorm. It was nasty, but it was just wind. Yeah, and then and then I'm out there with with the specialist for my generator. He's hitting the generator with, with, a, with a hammer. I'm like, well, what is this all about? Oh, you got to get it fixed. Okay, well, you're the specialist. Fix it. But you're also the guy... Who would have been trashing them for telling you for not telling you that Henry was coming? Yes, because they're the weathermen. And if they didn't say it, and you didn't have the specialist come, your generator wouldn't have worked if you needed. And you said, "Why wouldn't anybody tell yeah. me right, that well, there was well, a huge storm coming, <laughs> and I could have been prepared for the it?" The storm's coming to the general area. Yeah. All right, so so the entire Easter Seaboard, get ready. Yeah. Ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. They should have pinpoint accuracy on where it goes, at least within a, a good 30-mile radius. And they, and you know what? They probably did, and you didn't realize it. Well, it didn't hit us. We got that windstorm. The storm. wind was the storm. The rain was <laughs> off the end of Long Island. Oh, ridiculous. The rain was on the other side of the storm. We got the wind side. Oh, come on. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. Nope. Wasn't wrong then. Still not wrong now. You're stupid. Okay. <laughs> I'm still all thrown off by David Wright. My mom is texting me. Right. How excited she is that I met David Wright today. I'm living the dream, she just said. And how about how about Peter Schwartz uh, trying to get tickets from him? Well, I mean, I think Schwartz even knows that there are rules. You can't ask for free tickets to a charity event. <laughs> you need to pay your way in for that one. Schwartz, he knows that. But, of course, he said hello to David. He has to acknowledge that he's here. Now, Maybe also to Pete's chagrin, I took Schwartz's headphones and put them in the seat to my right where David Wright was going to sit. But then David didn't use them. So they almost were David Wright used headphones, which would have went on some kind of mantle in the Schwartz household, but then he didn't use them. Or on Amazon. <laughs> that too. Uh, so thanks again to our new best friend and possibly our new producer, David Wright, for joining us this morning, as well as Toby Rowland, the voice of Oklahoma football. As always, thanks to you for listening, uh, to Pete, to Ryan, to Schwartzy on updates. Have a tremendous Tuesday. We'll see you again here tomorrow. And don't forget, DA, noon Eastern on the Jim Rome Show. But for now, the mothership disconnects. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.